It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast Yeah Here we go We back Another week Summertime on the way I mean it feel like summer But we ain't officially there yet Oh, I'm about you know, to say, you're talking about on the way. That shit has arrived. It's arrived. <laughs> it's early, but you know, until the the, the official six twenty one, you know, this shit is just uh, this is the the pregame, as they call it. Anyway, I'm just being uh technical. What's good with you? Oh man, everything good. Everything. That's what's up. I know it's summer. Yeah, everything good. Yes, sir. I know it's summertime because I got a mason jar of, of ice water with me right now because I can't. I'm, while we're recording, I want to keep that AC off because my AC sounds like an 18 wheeler. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, that is the concession. So if you hear a little bit of that, that's just a little bit of good old <laughs> H2O and a folksy ass drinking contraption. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, I'm good too, man. I can't complain. Chilling. That's what's up. You know what That's I mean? what's up. Are you enjoying this heat? Uh, I'm ducking it. I'm be honest with you. I I, I partake in in spells. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I try to I try to work around the heat. I'm trying right. to you know do the old ten to two life, and then you know if I gotta be out there, then I gotta be out there. But um, like my new. My new thing now, not my new thing, but my strategy now is um, I try to get a walk in early in the morning when I first wake up. Maybe even before I eat something, just catch like a little 30 to 45 minute walk around the, the neighborhood before the sun really start get to beaming. And then when the sun really come up, I'm in the crib working on some inside shit. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, as it cools out a little bit, I might... Spin out a little bit, you know, go get some some more of that little, that sunshine, that fresh air. And then if I got shows or whatever, I'm in the world. So that's right. kind of how I've been dealing with it. And, you know, like I still, I still, as much as I've talked about it, I still haven't gotten much. I ain't getting no real new summer wardrobe shit. I got some old wardrobe shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not fully prepared aesthetically yet. You know right. what I mean? But, um. You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm doing what I need to do. I'm going to get through it. That's what's up, man. You? I, I'm totally unprepared, and I got to go to Miami tomorrow. So, I'm oh, like, shit. I'm scarred. So, nigga still in the crew now, naked in the AC round here. Yeah. Now, is it significantly different between Miami and Atlanta weather? Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Miami is the tropics. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Atlanta so, get hot, it. but it's like, you know, dry. Country heat or whatever. I guess it get humid, but it ain't the same. It ain't like that coming off the ocean humid. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Like tropical clouds and Brazilian rainforest as <laughs> humidity. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> it right. Ain't that. I got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what's up. You excited to be going back to Miami? Yeah, of course. You know, always excited to go to Miami. You know what I'm saying? That's the home base. That's the motherland. That's the, uh, you know, you tap into the mothership. Uh, mm-hmm. Be under the cotton candy clouds That you invented your dreams under and shit You know it all snaps right back when you're there You know what I'm saying Your, right. your uh, skin resorts back to its natural 
um, you know, <laughs> form. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Feels a lot more, you know, you, you, you feel like your normal self. Like, you know, it's like when you're in the North or New York or something like that, it just feels like you're always ashy or something because you're not in your natural habitat, you know? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? A lot. Yeah, you ain't, a lot I ain't been my natural color in years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, so you uh, know, you, you feel like, oh, damn, you done got lighter, right? But when you're uh, in your natural habitat, you're a little darker, you know? Right, 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 right. You back on your cradle like an old uh, cordless phone. Right. You know what I mean? Get your settings together. That's interesting. <laughs> so you feel ashy in New York. Yeah, oh, I mean, man, your skin always feel dry because it don't have that moisture or whatever. It just feel like, mm. like, like your your skin be more relaxed than your natural habitat. I got you. Yeah, I got you. You act. That's what you acclimated to. Right. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel right. that. Oh mm-hmm. man, and then you going down there. You know, I was thinking about this. You you go. You doing some work down there too, right? Mm-hmm. And it, yes, sir. on a certain level. You being a Miami Sherpa kind of kick-started your career in the game on a certain level, huh? Mm-hmm. So do you ever... Being like, a Miami you, Sherpa kick-started my career? Well, it felt like that from one of the stories that you've spoken on, like, uh, you know, when you were trying to get your shit together and get get uh, get on board over at, at Vibe, when it mm-hmm. came down to, what was it, Vibe Live or whatever, and they was doing mm-hmm. shit in, in, in Miami, and they ain't really mm-hmm. know the way of the world, the, you know what I mean, the way of the land. You was like, oh, well, you could go here, you could go here, this is what's going on, this is who you tap in with, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. that kind of seemed like that solidified. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that wasn't necessarily um, um, related to Miami, but it was definitely being in Florida, Vibe Live was in Orlando. So oh, okay, okay. I yeah, thought it was in Miami. Look. No, nah, okay, it was in Orlando, it. but you know, it's definitely the, like the fan you connections and the you know, the Florida uh music industry of it all. Um mm-hmm. helped me tap in. But yeah, I mean, speaking of of, you know, being a a Miami Sherpa and stuff, like all of that kind of stuff is coming back into play. You know, we talk about it a lot here on the show about, you know, the music or, you know, just the era I came up in, people I came up around. And most definitely when I got to New York, it was all the experiences of hanging out in Miami. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, Thursday to Sunday, you know what I mean? <laughs> every day, every night, just being out somewhere, you know, you just, you didn't think about it. But and when I got the vibe, I realized, you know, that that was – something that clued me in the information that some people didn't have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what what can we do at this particular point in this particular city? Well, if it's anything like where I'm from, you know, at this particular time, this is what people do. You know what I'm saying? And I done seen it and I done been there. I know how that worked. And that's what they looking for at that particular time. So, and it was all from the experiences of Strawberries, Luke's, Splashdown, Goddamn Jumbos, Willie Taylor, Burger King, Soul Bowl, you know, all of, you know, prototypical Miami shit. And just being set up the way that I I grew up, that's how I was. Being able to have a big old family that got people in the Northwest from shit, from Fort Lauderdale to Coconut Grove, 
basically had somebody in every neighborhood, you know. Mm. So mm-hmm. so that was always cool to just be able to roll through different places and do those things. And now it's actually coming back around in a way where, you know, all of those things are valuable now, you know. Um, if you watch, you watching that show, uh, Origins of Hip Hop? No, I haven't seen it yet, man. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't checked it out. I've, I've totally forgot about it. I know it's, it's coming up. I know you might be, you on the joint, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's why I'm bringing it up. Um, oh, okay, all right. My, the season, the season started. You know what I'm saying? But the season finale, like July, I think it's July 19th. Um, uh-huh. it's the one on loop. And oh shit! I was able to jump in and do my Miami Sherpa shit. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And really walk it through that era, and that's probably like you know outside of this show, the first time I was able to do that in a official manner. You know, right, and, right, and and again, you realize how important just your experiences are, no matter where you're from. Right. It's like right. if you're paying attention to what's going on and and how it's going on, you you will be in position to. Mm-hmm. To break that shit down or to be a part of it or to play a part of it or to take advantage of it or to, you know what I mean? All those things. And and at this point, it's like, wow, that information is still important. Those experiences were still important. It was not in vain being out every weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't right. just random that a nigga was just doing that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Protect the context. They got you as a uh, Miami historian on the Chiron, right? That's what they said. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I ain't seen it, but (laughs) that's what they said. You know, it's it's just interesting. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting, Uh Miami historian. I never looked at it in that that way. Maybe Uh Miami anthropologist or something. I don't know. But um, it's, it's, it's like all of those things are connecting, right? And then... Every once in a while on on TikTok and Instagram, you know, like some of the music will trend like as a, you know, as a little viral moment. Somebody sent me a, a IG video the other day with uh, the Wu-Tang With It record I did with Chip. And mm-hmm. it was like a white girl, like a nurse in, a, in, um, in some scrubs doing the Wu-Tang. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Niggas was like, this shit's still going. And when you go look, it's a whole bunch of other videos still going on Insta and uh, TikTok. Niggas Wu-Tanging with it. And it's like, damn, you low-key made like a little Miami classic. You know what I mean? Like, that's bucket list shit. (laughs) Mm. But but it wasn't like on purpose. It was just like you look back and like, damn. Yeah, nigga added added something to the culture, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's fire. That's real dope. Mm. Have you seen any of these Orchards of Hip Hops or no? No, I haven't seen it. I'm waiting on the one I'm in. Nah, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, I'm going to check it out. You know what I'm saying? I ain't seen much of nothing really, but I'm going to check uh-huh. it out. I just want to get, up. you know, how how they doing the other ones. Um, but yeah, man, it's a, it, it's, it's a trip. Like... Like you talk about nostalgia a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and and sometimes you you could look at your life and be nostalgic about it, like it's something from the past that happened, and then you know, just looking back. But when you look at it, 
all of those things are still valuable. You know what I'm saying? If it's valuable enough for people to sit around and think about it, people to push play on it, people to actively do some dances to it, or, you know, make products out of it, then that has value. It's not just some missing time. It's something that happened as, you know, it's, it's almost like things happen in this world and they, they, they just, the energy just keeps going. And sometimes it'll catch back on for this era and then might go back away. Some things stay and don't never leave. So that's all those things are interesting to me. And, and the more I could play in that world of dropping things off in the world, putting energy out in the world, that's, that's going to just continue to circulate. I'm with that, you know, that old mm. perpetuity life. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's dope. No, that's dope. That's good shit. Um, <clears throat> speaking of nostalgia, this is just random <laughs> shit, but it just, it sparked me to think about this the other day. I don't know, and I don't, you know, it's weird to even talk about it because I'm not too sure how it is right this moment. <laughs> it just feels real, ah. I was peeping that, uh, it seemed like Pete Rock and CL Smooth don't really fuck with each other, right? <laughs> and I don't know if they... <laughs> It, it nah, the shit just. How did you come up it, with that determination? I don't. Uh, I was I was on the Explorer page one day. Now I sound like one of these gossip bloggers, but I was on the Explorer page one day and I came across CL Smooth's post on Instagram. I was like, oh shit, CL Smooth on Instagram. That's interesting because I see Pete Rock on Instagram a lot. Real Pete Rock, you know what I mean? And I was like, damn, you know, I wonder if they follow each other. Pete Rock and Seal Smooth, because I remember at one point they wasn't really messing with each other. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn, they don't even, I don't think they, they don't follow each other. Now, it could be whatever it is or whatever. It just sounds ridiculous to get this deep into it, but it, fuck it, we here. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, you talk about nostalgia. Like, I feel like the legacy of Pete Rock and CL Smooth is not, as celebrated as it could be, you know, like, I don't know, um, maybe, you know, like as a, somebody from New York, you know, I was living in, I was living in Austin at a time in Westchester and these was like one of the biggest groups about it there. You know what I'm saying? It was like heavy D, Pete Rock, CL Smooth, brand Nubian, you know what I mean? But like that Pete Rock, CL Smooth moment was the shit like this was back when you know this was back when cats was this is back in the era of trucks flimsy trucks suzuki sidekicks with super big (laughs) woofers in the back of the shit you know what i mean like you know what i'm saying like you know shit like that my brother had a like a bronco this is you know before you know before the oj uh Stigma came to it, but with the crazy knock in that shit. And Pete <laughs> Rock was making music for that shit. Like, Pete Rock and CO mm-hmm. Smooth was a moment. You know what I mean? The creator, obviously, they reminisce over you. Just like, you know, um, I'm about to get into this Dan Charnas book, Dilla Time. You know what I mean? About the, you know, the life of Jay Dilla and his contribution to, you know, the sonics of hip hop, right? And, you know, one of the people that kind of passed the torch to him, you know, was Q-Tip and also, like, Pete Rock. They were very early on and, like, you know, 
his uh like anointing him or like giving him the salute like this is one of them. And obviously, and even on a certain level, I don't feel like Q-Tip is as celebrated as he could be, even though he's celebrated more than this. Like, it just feels like Pete Rock is known for being Pete Rock, but like the group Pete Rock is CL Smooth, it's it's just like, it feels as though it's kind of, I guess since the two of them don't really do shit together, mm-hmm. that the uh, the legacy hasn't, it to me, doesn't seem like it has survived or it's not as vibrant as it once was because those motherfuckers put out some shit. And then I was listening to the albums. This was about a week or two ago. I was listening to the, you know, the main ingredient album, Mecca and the Soul Brother album, you know, just just that catalog. And that shit still stands up like the 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 fucking that sound, you know what I mean? It was bananas and it's just like I don't know, it's just you talked about nostalgia and it put me in a nostalgia moment. Like, there's certain records, they reminisce over you is like, it reminds me of the summer. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even know exactly when it came out, but it's just one of those records. It, yeah. I mean, that's when it was hitting. The first time I ever came to New York, I don't mean to cut you off, the first time I came to New York was summer 92, and that was one of the records. That shit, Jump mm-hmm. Jump, Mary J had just dropped, but go ahead. Yeah, it was one of them records. It was one of those, like, you know, I don't, you know, again, I'm older, so it's different, and I'm sure there are still songs of the summer. But when I was actively uh, uh, experiencing and and being all enmeshed in the culture, you know what I'm saying, from a like a, a participant level, like being out in the world really and growing up and all of that shit, making memories and shit like that. That was one of them records. That was mm-hmm. one of them records like if you out during the summer, if you you know what I'm saying, if you had a block party or something like that, you had a cookout or whatever, whatever, there's certain records when them shits play, okay, we going into full swing. You mm-hmm. know? And then, you know, like Obviously, they reminisce over you is still classic. I, I used to joke like that's like a national. You think you take your hat off, put it over mm-hmm. your heart. You know what I'm saying when that shit come on. But um, it was just like, damn, this shit here, like, right. It, it just it was just like, man, like you know, because there's so much we talk about nostalgia a lot, and nostalgia is being leveraged. You know, there's still a lot of um. A lot of, uh, what's the word, a lot of, um, you know, just value and nostalgia. A lot of people are, like, repackaging, you know what I'm saying, the sound of yesteryear and tapping into what it meant. You know, you see Nas and Wu-Tang going on tour, the New York State of Mind tour. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, that sound, that era... It's, it it needs to be a little bit more celebrated. And it could, I could go on and on, like, even, like, uh, EPMD... Like, you know, we talk about, like, I guess there ain't as many duos and shit like that. But, like, I just remember, like, the impact of some of these groups. And some of them aren't as celebrated. It's like this a bit of, as much as we love nostalgia, there's also mm-hmm. this bit of, like, amnesia that's also baked in the culture. Like, so, it only goes back so far. Who you think is celebrated from that mark, from the New York market? 
I mean, uh, plenty of motherfuckers, but from that era or from just that mark? Because, I mean, we could go... Yeah, kind of that era, New York City, that era. Um, New York City, that era, Tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? I mean, Public Enemy in a different way. Public Enemy kind of was like... And this is more from outside the culture. Like, they're respected, but it felt like Public Enemy became almost like a legacy act immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, you know what I mean? Like the way, cause I look at, um, I look at the way like the media, like the, the, like, uh, print magazines and stuff like that. Like right, right around now, like Rolling Stone put out this 200 best hip hop albums of all time or whatever. I ain't even fuck with it. I just like, I know what, you know, I don't get involved in none of that type of shit, but for a long time, I'd always seen like the way they people spoke about public enemy. It was almost like them niggas was in a textbook. You know what I'm saying? Like the what they're bringing about is the the way that they're changing. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like mm-hmm. you're reading about them like it, they over with. Like they're in they've been retired. That's just kind of the, the the level of gravitas that they had, like damn near in real time. But like, if we talking about the era, so you saying like a tribe called Quest? You saying like, uh, um, I mean, it's not a whole. It's kind of like it's not a whole lot. If I got to really, because then I, you know, you'll fast forward to. Okay, hold on, Rakim. Rakim gets his love. LL gets his love. Uh, Kane gets his love. You know, KRS-One has been, you know what I mean? KRS-One gets a good amount of love. But I also do see that, you know, somebody like Kane is active on social media. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? LL has the Rock the Bell station on Sirius. You know what I'm saying? But LL is also like a fucking TV star. Queen Latifah, I mean, she's transcended. But, you know, like, um, I would really have to think. But then, obviously, if you go from, like, the 93 on, you got... Nas, you got Woo, you got Big, you got, you know, and then you go further on, you got Jay, and you know what I mean? And it goes on and on and on and on. Right. And, um, you know, it's it's a, you know, honestly, though, it's a lot of fucking rappers from New York. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you, it's a lot. So some of them, right. yeah. Nah, from that yeah. era, like, when New York was the headquarters of, of hip-hop, mm-hmm. you had so much shit. Every big hip hop group was from New York, you know what I'm saying? Until they started mm-hmm. being from L.A. or other places, and even then, it was still minimal groups breaking through like that. Right. But it seems right. like New York has so many, and it was so so much going on that they could afford to lose a few eras. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. it's like it's a shame, like you don't. Like Run DMC don't even get mentioned in the in the conversation a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. and they they put shit on the map, you know? Uh right. it's like that whole all them crow crush, treacherous three, like them niggas don't even like people like New York ain't continually continually mm-hmm. putting them in the mix, you know what I mean? Literally, like the radio mix, you know. You might hear it yeah. pop in here and there. It's like some of these other cities, the shit was so precious. Whatever they got, it was like that shit lives in that in the system forever. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So right, yeah. So it's like yeah. 
dance to the drummer's beat. Niggas will play that shit in Miami like it's brand new today. You know what I'm saying? It's like a whole, like every era of Miami music has like a little a set. You know what I mean? Even though Barry White not from Miami, he was a he was the sound. And them niggas played that shit like it was brand new all the way up to the 2000s. And still, if you could put it on now, you still going to hear it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like when you go into cities like New York, you be like, damn, they got whole eras of music that they don't even play. Like Planet Rock and all that, that electro funk stuff, they don't even play that shit. You know what I'm saying? They don't mm-hmm. even, you know what I'm saying? Like Treacherous 3, Grandmaster Cass and all that. That was a whole moment in New York. They don't even revisit, you know? It's like, you know, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I got a no, question for that. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was thinking to that point, like, um, and this might even be beyond just hip hop, right? Um, it's a weird thing because as I'm think, as I'm saying it, I, I could see both sides of it because I was gonna say New York doesn't seem to always relish in the past, but that's so much of what New York does. It's like <laughs> you know all the, the iconic, you know what I mean? Like it makes mm-hmm. they turn shit iconic, and this is this was this because of this, and da 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 da, and culturally this means that and whatever whatever but like on a certain level what i see and if i bring it back to hip-hop it feels like it feels like there's always there was this this generational divide you know what i mean there's always still feels like this generational divide and and hip-hop is multi-generational now right and i think that sometimes it it isn't uh it isn't always wholly embraced like that. It isn't mm-hmm. like, it isn't like everybody ain't sitting at the same table. You know what I'm right. saying? It's the, it's the the young, you know, the new school table, the old head table, the old school table. You know what I'm saying? Like this mm-hmm. is fragmented and it's not a whole lot of uh, intermingling. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of, you know, it's, it's starting to get there, you know, like with this, you know, LL having this show, you know, st- uh, the station on Sirius, even though that's a pay, you know, that's a pay platform. So it's not as uh, accessible to everybody. It seems like slowly as hip hop is growing, they're starting to widen the, the, the scope of what hip hop is. But for a long time, it was like, you don't want to get caught up in the quicksand of yesteryear. So you got to mm-hmm. fight to distance yourself from anything old, any old style, any old sound, you know what I mean? Any, right. you know, like you, nah, nigga, this ain't like that. This is some other shit as opposed to celebrating that. And hopefully mm-hmm. it's starting to come back. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I will see as it goes on. But, you know, there's a there's a wealth of shit that, that's getting overlooked. It feels like it's a mistake. For New York culture, but that's just me. Cause you would say, okay, yeah, you got the the generational divide, but you did say that you know to be associated with something old that wasn't good, you know. Cause it's like right. Flex is from the, you know what I'm saying? Flex is from that generation. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, all these cats they grew up in that shit with all that shit. Like I ain't heard T. La Rock in 20 years of living in New York, except for right. on my own iTunes. He had one right. of the hardest records of all time. Right. Right. You know? Like, yeah, it, yeah. like where's Cool Mo D? Like, why ain't nobody fucking with Cool Mo D? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Nah, I, hopefully free. it comes back. Hopefully it comes back. Maybe I mean I might have to watch some of this origins situation to see what they're talking about. But hopefully, because I used there used to be there used to be a lot more like activations that would celebrate a lot of that. Like they used to have like the you know the rock steady reunion. You know what I'm saying? Like and it was like you know you see all the b boys and you know what I mean. The DJs would play all of that. You know and then there would be some of the the elders performing and shit like that. And you know like there used to be a little bit more. Of that, and I'm not saying that there isn't, but it, it could, it, there could always stand to be more. But mm-hmm. the other point I wanted to make, um, speaking of some look back shit, a friend of mine sent me a, um, an Instagram post. You know, Sunday was the Puerto Rican Day Parade, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Saturday was the 16th, 116th Street Festival. You know what I mean? And it was like, a, you know, just a bunch of activations around, like, the Puerto Rican Day Parade and, you know, Puerto Ricans and everything else and, you know, Puerto Ricans in New York, Boricuas and all of that, right? And then one of the things that they did, he sent me this little Instagram post, probably, like, four minutes, and it was basically about the um, the Frankie Cutlass record, you know, Puerto Rico, ho, you know, mm-hmm. that shit, which became, like, a thing. Like, mm-hmm. it became the motherfucking refrain Mm-hmm. But I do remember when it first broke, and they broke down where the sample came from and who, you know what I'm saying, and how Flex was the one that broke that record. It was Flex and um, I think Video Music Box that had broke the record, and then that shit had traveled and became like, you know, all over the world. You say Puerto Rico, niggas know to be like, oh, you know what I mean? It was like, God is good, all the t-, you know, that type of shit. Like, it went crazy. And it was only like a little four or five minute quick little documentary bite-sized shit to put it in context of what it was and i remember watching that shit and i'm like oh shit like i you know not that i forgot i know that record i know that shit still hits that that them samples of bananas on there but it was like it was so timely because it was the puerto rican day parade or whatever whatever and it was just like it put it all in a nutshell like boom because a lot of nowadays attention span you know everybody might not have 60 minutes for the whole, the super duper in-depth documentation, or some of these shits just might not deserve that much time. Some of this shit could be micro docs. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking about, like, there should be, there could be more micro dots, micro docs about, like, things in culture. Like, one of the things I was thinking about just off the top of the head was, like, just a, like a documentary on, like, Beat Street Records. You know what I'm saying? Or even just record stores in the city, in New York City. But particularly, I was thinking about Beat Street Records. There was mm-hmm. one, you know, down Fulton Mall, and there was one on Fordham Road. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It was just like, that's where, you know, like, if you was DJing and you wanted to go get vinyl, there was other places, Rock and Soul and Downstairs Records. But, like, Beat Street was like, uh, you know, obviously they, they pulled the name from the movie, but it was like your destination, you know what I'm saying? And it was a spot, like, if you were up-and-coming DJ, somebody new, or, like, you know what I mean? You really had a name. You could be at Beach Street, and you might see Flex. You mm-hmm. might see Mr. C. You might see somebody that was, like, going to be spinning at the club that night. You know what I mean? And it was just, like, there's a culture that came from that that is, you know, that shit ain't there no more. You know what I mean? I don't even think they got an online presence or whatever, but, like, Something like that, like that little four minutes on that could kind of make people remember, or even nervous records, or you know, all these little right. indie things. Like, I don't know, man. It just 
the, just the, looking the, back on a lot of that shit. The Nostalgia. trip shit, as we talk about it, mm-hmm. you say, you know, hip-hop is multi-generational now. But mm-hmm. hip-hop started multi-generational. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And see, the thing was is that a lot of the original cats who partied to hip-hop, mm-hmm. not not actually just became it, but the ones who partied to it, who was actually in the disco when the shit was coming out, right? was, was the niggas from the disco era that was like, you know what I'm saying? Like the uncle on um, Raising Canaan. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. niggas was a step uh, above like our like the hip hop generation, so they coming out of the bell bottoms going to the disco era for real, and then the hip hop shit started popping off, and mm. all of that early hip hop, them niggas was rapping over disco beats, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. So so them niggas is from a whole nother era, you know, like within the like we might be home listening to the tapes as you know elementary schoolers. These niggas is actually in the club snorting cocaine and jumping out of Cadillacs, you know? And mm. they were the original group. So mm. that group kind of faded out as as the hip-hop grew and became more of that crack-era hip-hop. And mm. then it was... you. So it's like, if you think about it now, you know, Kaz and, and uh, Red Alert... Them niggas about 70 years old. How yeah. old Red Alert? He might be at least 60-something. I'm going to look it up while you're talking. Oh, yeah. But he, this, he this could, thing is like... Yeah, could so be. it's like... Hold on. Let's see. Red Alert is 65. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 65. Cass. Grandmaster Cass. Like, these was the ones... Doing it like Grandmaster Cass. Let's see how Cass is. Damn, Cass was young. Cass sixty one. Mm. Cass was a young nigga doing it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so it's like, you know, you had a, a era of people that was actually partying to the music because they was they were in the clubs already when the shit started breaking. So, but then you had the people listening to it on the tapes was from a whole nother generation. Like, mm-hmm. all I could do is imagine what niggas was doing in the club. And, you know what I'm saying? I got a big, long caddy like, like a Seville. You know? It's like, you just dream about this shit. You're in fourth grade. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So, by the time you get to where you get into a space where you outside, you know, that's that generation is, is gone. They long gone. They, they got, you know, families and shit. They done moved on. They ain't out there with y'all no more. So... There's a automatic divide just from that beginning group, you know, that says it's like these people 60, 70 years old. It's hard. I guess it's hard on a hip hop station to blend that in. You know what I'm saying? Where you put it. So I understand it from that point. But from a regional New York standpoint, it seems like New York kind of, you know, it's easy for New York to throw away an arrow because they shit. We are, they was always innovating, but now right. they've they've taken the sound out of New York. You know they using sounds from other places and bringing them, importing it into New York, which 
you know, is is a new thing. So uh, you know, you it, it begs to wonder where does it go from here. Yeah, but you could even argue that they was doing that way back then. Like you know, records like Trans Europe Express. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what's that craft work? Trans Europe Express. Uh-huh. You know that's craft work. That's no, you know that's like some old German. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that would flipped into some shed or whatever. Like it was always. It was always source material might not be right from the soil, but it got flipped into the to what we needed it for. And I don't know. I just feel like there needs to be more. I think part of it is, and again, I'm just, you know, I might be so far removed from what it is. And, you know, if any younger listeners are listening, I'm curious how the culture is, uh, presenting itself in the outside world, you know what I mean, in New York, like, where do people congregate, like, what's the, what's the, what is the shit now, because back in the days, there was, you know, there was parties, there was clubs, there was, you know, like, a lot of outside events, a lot of outside concerts, a lot of just outside post-ups and shit like that, like, you know, it just feels as though, and I don't know if, I mean, obviously, we just came off of a pandemic, too, so things have been, but even prior to that, uh, maybe not as much prior to that, but it just started to feel like I don't know. It just it yeah. it got real segmented. Whether yeah. it was you know yeah, it got it got real segmented. It became about it became real hierarchical. Like it was like if you could buy a bottle and you could be here. If yeah, but- you're a artist and you're over there. If you you know what I mean you're in fashion, you're over there. Like it wasn't a whole lot of yeah, cross pollination. But- that shit was by design, my nigga. So if you look at the system, right? Yeah, uh-huh. it wasn't no more outside parties no more. Because guess what? You needed to get a permit for an outside party now. And guess who ain't getting the permit every week to do that shit? Your yeah. black ass. You know what I'm saying? You can't even play <laughs> drums in the parks no more in New York. We right. talked about that the other week. Yeah, Like, man. niggas used to get up Saturday morning and play the drums. Yeah. You can't even do that. So yeah. where you where does hip hop live? Where is the club for a young nigga right now in New York? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Manhattan club. Where you where you going? Right. You know right. what I'm saying? They, that, that shit don't yeah. even exist no more. Like nigga don't even have nowhere to practice being a hip hop nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> or to meet other ones. Right. You know what like, I'm saying? Where you to going? see that shit. Yeah. Feel like you alone oh, in this shit. Like either yeah. you grown and you going to buy some bottles, or you going on the brunt scene, or you in the strip right. clubs as limited as that is in New York, or you outside mm. just like doing the drill the shit, like outside, like you know, in the projects mm-hmm. or out on the, on the block in the hood. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So right, they ain't really got no place for you to practice your your artistry. That's what I always say. You know, people like to say, you know, Atlanta influenced everything and stuff, right? But it's a reason why this shit flourish, flourishing in Atlanta right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got a whole system behind it. You got a black mm-hmm. mayor. You got a whole fucking governmental system that supports, you know, this stuff continuing to go on. They give out right. the permits. You know what I'm saying? They not telling... The promoter who can and can't come to the today's spot, you know what I mean? They not, you know, policing the 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 festival like how they nigga every year nigga get arrested at the New York festival. 
every year mm-hmm. by the gun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because yeah. a nigga going to get a bag, so he got to protect the bag. And they sitting there waiting. Yep, this nigga got to come get his bag. I know he got a pistol. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And New York NYPD is telling promoters who can and can't be on certain shows. Like, a lot of the local rappers can't perform on them shits. Them drill niggas, they, they getting handicapped. You know? Mm-hmm. That shit ain't happening in Atlanta. They go right to compound and, and be who they are. You know? Strip club is open for everybody. And it ain't just about strippers and stuff like that. It's just about the culture being able to move. So, mm-hmm. between the concerts, between the clubs, just on an off Monday night, you still got... Magic City popping, playing records. You know what I'm saying? People could congregate. Like you say, meet other niggas who doing it. You know what I mean? It's, you got, you got people who want to stop it. You got people who don't like it. People who, the lady uh, who was running it, who was running against, and who was running in the mayor election this year, she wanted to shut down a lot of these studios in the city. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's why a lot of, a lot of people voted against her. But, in the end, uh, you know what I'm saying, they have a system that supports that shit. They have promoters who can thrive because they can get permits to do that shit and they can retain their liquor license even when shit happens and they make a mistake or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They can continue to do business. And therefore, the culture has somewhere to be. The culture has somewhere to practice, somewhere to meet each other. You know, and it's hard in New York to do that because a lot of that shit is being, you know, shrunk or, you know what I'm saying, not being able to exist. And I might be wrong, but I don't see no block parties and jams, like jams in the park and shit and all that. You see the neighborhood block parties, the street shits, but that's family stuff unless you want to, unless people want to start taking it to the block parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. See you here and there, block parties popping off. And and by the way, when I said no, block party still it, exists. It's just right, that's not right, the hip hop right. of it. Right, right, right. And it's yeah, it's not as much of everywhere. Right, it ain't. You know, what I'm saying I'm gonna go rock the mic every weekend over here at the park because it's there. Right. Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Even like just like maybe fifteen years ago, just even like the smack DVD of it all. Like you just see motherfuckers right in front of the um the stake building on one twenty fifth street battling. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't see none of that type of shit no more. Like it's, <laughs> it's you know, who knows? Maybe this shit is going on and I I'm not privy. That's why I said if there's some shit going on, pull but you know, put me on. Or maybe 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 they don't want that chaperone vibe. <laughs> Old nigga coming through to the motherfucking <laughs> chaperone vibe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how you feel sometimes. You're restful, younger shit. You're like, all right. Oh, shit. Anyway. Oh, shit, dude. <sighs> what else is going on, man? What else is going on? It's good with you. What's popping on your side? Ah, man. Shit, nigga. Um,. I'm trying to take off, my nigga. That's all. You know, I'm just trying to... Take off like blast off or take yeah, off like just, vacation? No, oh, no, nah, not vacation. <laughs> okay, all right, got nah, you. Nah. I mean, I want to go on a vacation. That'd be nice. Uh-huh. But right, that, right, right. That's a, that's a thought. Uh-huh. Nah, man, you know, this is age-old conversation. You know, um, you know, I do a lot of self-reflection in the middle of my day. 
You know what I'm saying? Okay. We, we talk a lot about, you know, people 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 like to, you know, take breaks and vacations in order to be able to think. And I guess since I ain't never known a break or a vacation, I just learned how to think within my chaos. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Learn uh-huh. how to breathe within my chaos. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of chaos around me right now. And what I'm trying to do is embrace all that shit as much as possible to elevate myself. You know what I mean? And we talk, like I say, you know, sometimes we say stuff on here and then this is not stuff that we wrote down. This is not planned conversations. This is just stuff that comes out, right? And mm-hmm. then as you say it, then it stick and then it starts to work itself and manifest itself or whatever. So I think a couple of weeks ago I said I, I said something about what I was trying to do. And it kind of stuck. And so that's all. I'm just trying to make that shit work. And there's a lot of chaos going on. But I'm trying to hold on to it. Like, yeah, let's come on, chaos. Let's go. You can come too. Because, goddammit, I ain't got time to fall apart about no chaos. I ain't got time. Chaos is a ladder. Chaos. Oh, you're right. That's what the motherfucker said. That nigga got his throat cut too. But that was a good line. <laughs> it was good while he was living. It's good shit to say while you're alive. You it's a good shit to say when you when you be when you being slimy and shit. <laughs> Chaos is a letter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just like, you know, and trying to embrace it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you look at it and be like, oh, I'm tired. Or oh Lord, it's a lot. But you ask for all this lot shit. You know what I'm saying? All this shit you looking at, you like ask for, and um, and and ain't no, there's no win in in fucking crumbling or or wiltering under the pressure. Ain't no, ain't no future in that. So, fuck all that. I'm gonna take this shit, hold on to it, and go. You know, and uh, that's what I've been trying to do. You know what I'm saying, and. It's like <clears throat> I know you was talking earlier, you was you was talking about um some shit, soft life and all that type shit. Well, I've been seeing that online. Right, yeah. That's yeah, been yeah. this this movement, hashtag soft life, and we would we were discussing what it meant and in short it was something to the effect of having a life uh of ease without any uh discomfort or any stress or whatever and it seemed to be specifically uh okay in recent months social media has been flooded with images tag hashtag soft life these images show primarily people of color enjoying and celebrating moments in their lives that bring them joy frolicking you know Moments such as taking a self-care day, traveling, or even brunch with friends. It highlights the basic human right of a life that is observing or deserving of ease and pleasantness, indirectly questioning the historic systematic narrative that the life of a person of color has to be hard in order to be of value and to mm-hmm. be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I, 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 go ahead. I got some thoughts I mean, on I, that. I understand that. I understand, you know. People want to take an alternative route than the one than the one we've been raised up on. You know what I'm saying? People are discovering other ways to do shit. You know, right? But I think what people not people, but I think where I've seen it go wrong 
is that people think you could stop the rest of the world and and live your soft life without stress and and things, which is totally fine. You know what I'm saying? But because it ain't never yourself that bring you the stress. You know what I'm saying? It ain't never you. It's all the outside pressures that bring all the stress. You know what I'm saying? If you got kids, you're going to have things come in your world that you ain't signed up for. You know what I'm saying? I ain't signed up to have to be at that school today to do this goddamn PTA conference. You know what I'm saying? New math ass, test preparedness ass shit. You know? But you got to do it because you signed up to be a parent. You know what I mean? And if somebody was psychoanalyzing me, you know what I'm saying? They'll probably be like, you know, this nigga has abandonment issues. Because... <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's my, what they would say. This nigga, this nigga. You know, you got to use your, you got to use your, you had to use your native. I was talking to somebody once, and they was telling me I was trying to work through, you know, what I'm saying some um, voiceover shit, and they were saying mm-hmm. words were hard. And I'm like, what do you mean words are hard? We in a word business, and they was like, no, I'm, you know, they from Somalia, and they was like, you know, the words in my head are in Somali, whatever they language is. You know, what I'm saying, I dream. In my native language So what I'm saying is Sometimes You know You gotta express shit In your native language And that's my native language Motherfucker shit mm-hmm. God God talked to me like that Nigga what you doing <laughs> You know what I'm saying right. Nigga right, get right, your right. ass Let's go man What the fuck <laughs> But uh, Shit What I'm saying is Is that You know As somebody Who Who One of my parents My mother You know Wanted to stop life You know what I'm saying Shit was hard Shit was going down Like shit was chaotic And she wanted to just Stop time really It's like you know what I'm gonna get y'all back To your daddy And I'm gonna go Get my life together You right Those famous words Get my life together Get my stuff together And People don't realize How long it take To get your shit together You know what I'm saying <laughs> Like If you have a lifetime Worth of shit That led you to a place Where your shit is all in a place, you know, it's going to take you a few years to unravel that shit off rip. And during that particular time, life going to continue to go on. So, say if my mom stepped off, tried to get her life together, well, get shit right. And I understand that. But, you know, you watch it. And eventually she did. But by the time she did, we was grown. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't the same. You know what I mean? You don't come back to the same thing. You know? Um... So a lot of times what I'm saying with the chaos shit is that even with all that shit going on around you from learning how it felt to see somebody go off to get their thing together, but then come back, you know, in my, as a, as a child, you would be like, came back too late. But as a grown person, you understand they came back when they, when they got their thing together, you know, um, you get, you look at it like, I'm not going to do it like that. If shit get too hard for me, I'm not going to walk away and be like, let me stop the world and try to get my shit together. Nah, man, you got to get your shit together on top of your shit going crazy. You know what I'm saying? On top of your shit going wild, on top of the chaos. You got to be getting your shit together within that shit because it ain't, you can't stop it. You know what I'm saying? The more you try to stop it, the more that shit is on you. So, you know, yeah, you got your shit fucked up, but you got to stop 
take time, go to this goddamn PTA meeting, goddamn, go ahead, do the field trip, the chaperone the field trip. You might even learn something on the field trip, and that's the beauty of the whole life shit is you could be in a bad position. Go on that little field trip with the kids as a chaperone. You on the little yellow school bus, riding across the bridge. You like, damn, the city is kind of beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And then you can't do shit because you're on, you on a field trip. You can't really do no work. You just, damn, the city is beautiful. Then you go to the botanic gardens. You're like, damn, this shit is nice. Wow. Then it'd be like a little vacation within your chaos. And you embrace it. You go, you spent time with your kids. You done learned some shit. Done embraced the world. And that's a win. That's a win in getting your shit together. And you ain't had to leave to do it. And that's the type of shit I learned across this journey. So that's really what I'm trying to talk about. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's like, you know, I think that it's been marketed to a lot of people. This whole stillness, you know what I mean? Take a break, reset. And there's this, you know, there's (laughs) that. But I think that on a certain level... It's like it's like Sean, it's like telling a fish to catch their breath while they underwater. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you live underwater. You gotta swim. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, this is this is the environment. You can't slow down on the highway. Unfortunately, you might be able to get into the slow lane for a little bit. You know what I mean? And and close, but don't stop in the midst of traffic. And yeah, that might sound fucked up, but that's how the world is. It's relentless on a certain level. This world is not going to stop spinning because you want it to. You right. got to find that stillness in your day. You got to figure yeah. it out. You got to take that shit, you know, take that shit out of what is given to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you just, that's, you know, you take that shit. It's also, this is another thing that I've been seeing. Is this is we going on some other shit? Cause I like, uh, I've been seeing this. I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and this is an interesting buzz term, buzzword that's been thrown around recently. And I just, I kind of had to have this conversation, especially as it relates to comedy, right? Um, somebody was like, uh, you know, at what point did it become cool for comedians just to be hateful? And we were cool with that. And I don't think it's ever really been that point. I mean, there's, I think there's a thing of when you go in this seat, because what, what happened was, let me, let me, that's what, that's what teed up the conversation. That's what teed up the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Talking about, you know, people being offended or whatever. Right. And obviously that could happen. But one of the things that they said to me, they were like, you know, where are the safe spaces? Mm-hmm. You know, and I hear that term a lot, safe spaces. And I hear it a lot, especially as it relates to comedy, amongst other things. But it's always like, like, why are they, why when I go to a comedy show, there's a lot of safe space? And it's like, well, one, people don't write particularly for you to show up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, the act is going to be the act whether you come or not. You know what I'm saying? If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. If you're offended... That's fine. You could be offended or whatever, and then you could, you know, do what, what you wish with that. You could uh, protest, you could speak to it, you could critique it, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes people are looking to, like, censor 
You know what I mean? Like there's a, mm-hmm. it gets real slippery. But beyond that, and I'm just outside of just that, but just that thought of safe spaces is kind of the same thing that reminds me of like when I hear about soft life, mm-hmm. right? Because in America, like if, if you think about America, I'm not even thinking about the world. I'm just thinking about America. America is violent as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On so many levels. The only safe space you might have is in your bed curled up under the covers. And maybe not even under the covers because it's summertime. It's hot to the motherfucker. <laughs> but, like, that shit, you see what's going on. People are getting shot all over the place from you. nobody's safe. Kids aren't safe. Young people aren't safe. Innocent people aren't safe. Like, just... This this country was built on violence, and that's just violence. You know what I'm saying? There's also like emotional hurt and things of that nature. You know, any the rules of engagement. You you know, I man. You 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 dating somebody, you meeting somebody that could that could be a great situation, or it could go terribly. You never know. You could go out and have a good time, go watch a movie, come home with COVID. You never know. Like shit, there is. It's unfortunate. And I think sometimes when you say things, it feels like it feels like a setup for a lot of disappointment. You know, safe space is one of those things. It was weird because the first time I really heard it kind of pushed back on was I was in, I was on Clubhouse maybe two years ago, whatever, a year or something ago. And uh, this one woman, I forget what her name was, but she had one of these rooms and she was like, I'm just going to tell you off rip, this room is not a safe space. <laughs> I, just, I was <laughs> I, I was laughing, but I appreciate how she set the tone. Just know shit could happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit could go left in here. So don't don't play yourself. If you feel away, leave quietly, as it says on the little shit at the bottom. But <laughs> there's this thing to where, you know, um, there's a thin line between uh, self-care and delusion. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you want to protect yourself, uh, but don't expect to be coddled. Don't expect there to be no resistance in the world. Don't expect the world to yield to what you trying to do. The active thing in self-care is making a space for yourself, figuring that shit out. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, you know... It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, that shit just kind of made me think about that when I was talking about, you know, thinking about the soft life and, you know, I'd heard this whole, we had this conversation just recently about safe spaces or whatever. Right. And, um, you know, it just, it was just on my mind. I mean, uh, and I, you know, and shit, I, I get let us it. know what you think. Yeah. I get it because, you know, we've been, the world been fucked up. I mean, it's just been shit popping off for quite some time. Nigga, like, Long as we've been around, long as we've been around, I mean, shit just got worse. Then it got okay. Then it got bad. You know, you got you know the crack era, the whole you know that shit was a napalm bomb. You know, mass incarceration right off of that. You know, you got you know mad violence. It was violence then. Now you, the violence is back. Now it's a hot ass summer. Niggas already getting shot and killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you carry all that around. And you try to find a place where where you ain't got to deal with that shit or you could pack that shit up and put it somewhere for a while. You know what I mean? 
And I think people are looking, even people who didn't grow up in these environments that was super violent, you know what I mean? They got their own shit, you know what I mean? That that to them feels just as heavy as violence and all that shit. They, you know, they got mental shit because they you might have more time to think about shit. So and then there's different kind of medication that they're using that helps spur the shit on. So, you know, I understand. Everybody need a comforting place in this world. You know what I mean? Comedy show might not be it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Goddamn. Every podcast might not be it. Every job might not be it. Getting rich might not be it. Solange told y'all that she tried to sex it away, tried to work it away. It didn't work. You know what I'm saying? So, at some point, you had to find that shit within yourself. You know? It ain't a place. You know? It's inside of you. And once you find the peace within you, that becomes your safe space no matter what space you're in. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? I done been in dangerous places. Shit, all my life. Get dropped off in a dangerous-ass place. And you a child. You ain't got no other choice but to try to figure out how to feel comfortable wherever you at. And you 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 work out a way of finding out or deciding and being able to discern who's a safe space for you. Who are the people that are safe for you? That's your first level of it. After you, it's who the people you with. You know what I'm saying? Are you in a safe space just with your people, your friends, your people just around you, your family? You know what I'm saying? You might not even be working with a safe foundation looking right. for a safe space out here. So I suggest, you know, I ain't no damn therapist, none of that shit, and I, ain't, I don't know how to even do that. But I suggest finding that shit in yourself. And then you could tap yeah. into that bitch whenever that shit get chaotic, whenever the job get too stressful, whenever the shit get crazy and your your people is tripping. Right. You know, dog, life is about struggle. And I just sound callous. I want to sound callous because I totally understand it. You know what I mean? Like, shit, I've talked to a therapist about shit like this. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's the thing about life is every day is a struggle. People are struggling and it's varies. Some people are struggling with more significant things than others. You know what I mean? You don't know what people are dealing with. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's either you're going to you're gonna deal with it or it's going to deal with you. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, you know, not, and again, like, I'm not trying to make it seem flippant or anything like that. But it's just, it's unfortunately, that's the reality of the situation. Is that, you know, back to what you were saying, you know, even if you're in the middle of danger and you kind of find some safety and you, you know what I mean? You think you know what safety is or something, that shit could turn out not to be safe too. And at that Mm -hmm. moment, you got to figure it out. It's just, it's what, that's, that's the thing about life. (laughs) Life is predictably unpredictable. You know what I'm saying? And it is it is what it is. So sometimes if you have the expectations for the shit to to not be what it is, you could be setting yourself up for a major disappointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, you, you got to deal with it, man. Everything cool, man. Yeah. Everybody going to be aight. Yeah. And shit, if you're not, it's fine. You'll be aight at some point. Or you might not. It might be over. <laughs> At some point, we all it's all going to be over for all of us at some point. So, 
do what you yeah. can in this moment. This shit finite as a motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have fun, man. I had, I if, if this was if shit, if this was your safe space, I feel bad. If we was on, if I was on some boats, I feel real. Why you feel real, bad? You feel like you feel pop? you felt like you 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 did some dangerous shit on here. Not dangerous. Triggering you know what? I don't shit. feel bad. I take it back. I take it back. No, I don't feel bad, but I do feel like um, I don't want to feel as though I'm being callous, but I'm mm-hmm. just trying to be honest and realistic about. What's in this world? You know mm. what I mean? Like, I think there's a there's this thing, this idealization of what can be, but it isn't. You know mm. what I mean? Maybe things right. can change and things will change. You know, that's just the, that's also the nature of, you know, of the world and the nature of time. Shit mm-hmm. does change over time, but you only got right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're not guaranteed what's going to happen in 20 years. Maybe 20 years might be easier, or 20 years might open the door to some other wild, devastating shit. But yeah, it's gonna always be wild shit. shit. Yeah, you know, but you know, I th- shit. I think you know, what I'm saying the people that felt like this place was a safe space already knew what the fuck we be on. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we've been here for a while now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and for those who who. Might have heard the words that we that we just said and may have felt some kind of way about it. That's the point of conversation, because right. you know what I'm saying. If a motherfucker can't tell me they shit, I'm gonna listen. You know what I'm saying. I might take something from it, might leave it all on the floor, but I'm gonna listen. You know what I'm saying. You know, I was I was talking to somebody earlier today, and they was you know telling me about some shit they was gonna do, and I'm like, well, shit, do that shit. You know. <clears throat> And ain't nothing to really talk about because, you know, you already got to do it and you're already working on it. Why are we talking about what you're going to do? You know what I mean? Right. But I had to learn in that conversation that people talk about what they're going to do so they could they could feel the energy of somebody actually acknowledging what they're going to do. And, and, I don't, some, and, and I don't really, I don't operate that yet. You know what I'm saying? I never did, like, I was in the conversation, you know, I was saying how growing up, nobody ever, like, you know, how how people talk to kids now, they say, hey, how you doing, baby? Oh, come on, come on. Ooh, hey, hey. You know what I'm saying? I never heard that voice ever till I was grown and had my own kids and went and they was in like this little private daycare. I never heard that voice. You know what I mean? Hey, oh, oh my God. Never. Like people talk to the kids where I was from, like they were grown, not grown, grown, but like, hey, 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 all right, now when I get back, I need this, dun, dun, dun. Niggas issued the orders and they left. And I said, hold it down. And they expected that shit to be done. If they got back and it was done, it was no conversation to be had. You know what I'm saying? It was, you ain't even wasn't looking for no conversation. But if the shit wasn't done, uh, it's the conversation that you didn't want to have. Mother, let then you're like, yeah, damn, I should have just did that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you 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 start to realize, like, damn, people got different styles of of how they respond to shit. And when when it's time to work, you just can't give orders and expect the shit to get done. Cause some people can't even get to work until you you know what I'm saying? Give them the feedback 
on what it is you already told them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That shit is a trip. Sometimes so, people are looking for permission. Looking for you permission, looking for, you know what I'm saying, the... It's just they, they want to hear the words of, of um, affirmation. They want the affirmation of it's okay. Yes, you're doing a great job. You know what I mean? Right. And I have to yeah. add that to my playbook because it wasn't instilled in me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. when I work for a client, you know what I'm saying? The best shit happens when you, like, especially when you're working like for a corporate client and you're doing some corporate work and you, you do that shit. The best compliment you can get is nothing at all. There's no words at all. Nigga, take that shit and be gone. Phew. Okay. Right. Niggas was happy. Like my dad used to say, no news is good news. You know what I'm saying? Because if they ain't like that shit, they going to let you know immediately. What the fuck going on with this? Why? Ooh, eh, eh, eh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't like it, it ain't the end of the world. You might just have to yeah, go another round. You know and, what I'm saying? And, like, it's, and, it's, yeah. and that's what you have to immediate let, immediately let go. Your own shit. The pieces within yourself, man. You only be right. struggling about the shit because you want it to be your way. And uh, I thought that was my idea and you don't like my idea. Now you don't like me. Oh, my God. That ain't it. They don't like the shit because they don't like the shit. You know what I'm saying? You like your shit. They don't like your shit. So, hey, fuck it. You want to get to the other side of the invoice or you want to motherfucking crap out this shit? Fuck that shit. Leave that shit. Let's go. All right. Well, that's what it is. Okay. Oh, man, this is beautiful. Thank you. All right, bet. Next. Right. <laughs> and if you don't want to do that, then you got to craft your shit in a way where you only doing the shit you like to do. And you got to live with it. When motherfuckers don't like it, you can't be mad. You got to go ahead and live with it. That's your shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's your shit. All this shit that you put out and compiled is because of who you is and how you doing and how you living. You know what I'm saying? If that shit wasn't your best work, it's because of how you made the move. It is. Somebody told me a long time ago, obsession is not action. Um, speaking of... Not safe spaces. I mean, we can't really go too deep into it. I just say this in passing because, you know, you don't watch it. But, yo, this last season of Barry, fire. This fucking finale, <laughs> That's shit. man. Yo, that is my shit. I've said it quite a few times. I really, you should really check it out because I think you would fuck with it. It's All one right. of the best shows on TV, real talk. It's, okay. it's up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, they just finished talk, their third season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it was it was just good. It was good. I'll just say this. Um, I don't want to step on it. Uh, but what I appreciate about Barry, especially this season, you know, especially for what the show is, and we've talked about the show a few times, you know what I mean? Just tonally, it sounds like it would be a, a stretch, a hitman trying to be an actor. You know, it just sounds silly. But the, the way that they um, balance tone is so ill and pays off on both sides. You know, like, there are funny moments, but there are some real fucking serious, bleak-ass fucking dark moments. And they both are fully formed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get the effect. Neither one of them is, like, 
tempered for the other. They, mm-hmm. it's it's damn near bipolar in that way, right? Um, but um, what I do like, especially now that we're three seasons in, is and how this last season wrapped up is they not really about tidy resolution because it's mm-hmm. the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Nah, this shit has a natural course of events and natural repercussions for shit that is going on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's not like, you know, you watch certain shit and just to stick the landing, they'll pull out the, they'll press the unbelievable button. And you know, I hate the unbelievable button, but sometimes if I fuck with the show, I'll give it some grace. Like, ah, you know, it is what it is. That was mm-hmm. some bullshit, but I love the show. Nah, dog, this shit is like, oh, wow, okay. Damn, damn, okay, wow, okay, that's really what's going to happen, huh? That's really how you see it, huh? All right. And it's just good, but at the same time, there's moments where this shit is just funny, out of, like, just just out of nowhere, just a silly, funny aside. But long story short, I enjoyed that shit. This last season of Barry was fucking crazy. Um... So I enjoyed that shit. I watched. Uh, I started watching. Started watching season two of P Valley, and you know, oh yeah, P Valley I gotta get is on P that. Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on that so yeah. we can talk about. I ain't even. I ain't like even that. know that shit was out till my 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 wife told me yesterday. It was like she was watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, oh that yeah, shit they, back. She was like, yeah, two they, episodes they back in. right at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right back doing what they do. And doing, you know, they get there's it's fun. It gets ridiculous at times, but you know. <laughs> They yeah, got their that's, own that's lane. Their brand. That's their brand. That's their know? brand. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. That's yeah. their so, brand. You, you know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta rock with the environment that's built. Right. Exactly. Or, exactly. Or get the, you know, get on out of the way. You know. Mm-hmm. You know what kind of food they serve at this restaurant? Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. There you go. You know that shit salty. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hilarious. <laughs> oh shit, man. Shit. You got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, man, that's Ready? it. Actually, man, I gotta. Hop to the back to the motherfucking office. Oh, well, shit, there you go, because I got to hop off, too. So there it is. Uh, shit, until... Nigga, you ain't said nothing but a motherfucking <laughs> word. Nah, I, nigga, got, I got shit I got to, to do, too. Uh, some shit in the oven. <laughs> anyway, yo, uh, until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out.